Guns and Yoga podcast. My name is Wendy Hummel, and today is Tactical Tip Tuesday, where I share a tip, tool, or dose of inspiration for your week. Today, I'd like to share something I've been exploring and studying a lot lately, self-sabotage. I've been on a pretty aggressive path to deal with my own shit. There's really no other way to put it. I've talked about it before on the podcast, but I have been in victim mindset a lot in my past. Blaming others for for my misfortunes, woe is me, blah, blah, blah. These patterns still rear their ugly head on occasion, but I'm so much better at identifying when it happens and redirecting myself. Now, I am in no way saying that some people just don't do some pretty crappy things to each other, but once I realized that I was my biggest obstacle and then how those limiting beliefs translated into my self-sabotaging behavior, light bulb moment. I'm not trying to oversimplify here. This requires a lot of hard work. And this really isn't new information. The Stoics had this figured out. Their credo, we cannot choose our external circumstances, but we can always choose how we respond. Brilliant. Some of what I've discovered comes from behavioral science, from yoga and Stoic philosophy, psychology, neuroscience, and just troubleshooting, just trying different things out that personally work for me. This looks like journaling, therapy, peer support, meditation, yoga, nature, affirmations, and more, just kind of depending on the day. You might want to prepare to embrace for a little bit of the woo, but don't worry, I'm going to back it up. When I started to practice yoga and meditation, I knew it made me feel better, but once I knew why it made me feel better, it really all just kind of made sense and and came full circle. That's why I always seek out research or evidence for whatever I'm trying. In yoga philosophy, there are places in the body that are referred to as chakras or wheels of energy. The self-sabotaging behavior that I'm going to discuss today can be traced to three distinct areas in the body, but there are so many other behaviors beyond what we're going to discuss today. If you're interested in learning more on this topic, I'm going to be offering a Justice Clearinghouse webinar on February 15th. You can also go to the website or email me directly at wendy at blueline for more information on this topic. Identifying limiting beliefs and overcoming self-sabotage is an important part of building new habits and something I address in my radical resilience program with my clients. Okay, so let's get into it. Number one, the solar plexus chakra or the gut. It's the area between the navel and the diaphragm. It's associated with our ego, our confidence, and our personal power. Why do you think we say things like, oh, that's a gut punch? Because it's a blow to our ego or what we might refer to as a slam, a slight, or an insult. If you're someone who procrastinates, that's typically how this behavior will show up. The solution, take action, do something, stop procrastinating. Take a step towards your goal and you're gonna slowly overcome that feeling in your gut. Even if it's just a small, tiny step, any action, that's what's important here. The second way that we self-sabotage is associated with the heart chakra located in the center of the chest. This looks like isolation, self-pity, sometimes not feeling safe. The solution, seek support, which can be so hard for so many first responders. So something that a lot of us really aren't very good at, and I am speaking from experience. That's why peer support is so beneficial. Research supports that if you want to propel your success, your growth, or your healing, you have a seven to one more likelihood in a supportive group environment 
than when you try to go it alone. One of my favorite quotes lately is, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. I say this all the time, but we are wired for connection. In fact, that's what has made us successful as a species. Tapping into our mammalian care system that recruits hormones like oxytocin, activates the parasympathetic nervous system, safety, and improved heart rate variability. Heart rate variability is when our systems are in coherence, our brain, our heart, our body, our gut, everything is working in unison. Our vagus nerve is that conductor of the system and gets out of whack when our fight, flight, or freeze response is governing in charge rather than that mammalian care system. Number three, this is how we self-sabotage and it's associated with what's called the third eye chakra, that space just right in between the eyebrows, right near the pineal gland, which is in the center of the brain. If you have perfectionist tendencies, compare yourself to others often, you're hypercritical of yourself, these behaviors are associated with the mind. And often the best way to combat them are meeting them with empathy, understanding, and compassion and aligning your lifestyle with the circadian rhythm. The pineal gland is like a P-shaped gland that looks like a pine cone, again, located right in the center of the brain. It secretes a very important hormone, melatonin. It controls our circadian rhythms and our reproductive hormones. Not only does the pineal gland help to guide our sleep-wake cycle, but it impacts our ability to adapt to stress. So our well-being is directly linked to the pineal gland. And if we aren't managing stress or sleeping well, it's going to be a lot more difficult or challenging to find empathy, understanding, and compassion for ourselves and others. So there you have it. Three ways self-sabotaging behavior shows up and where. If you're interested in learning more on this, I've designed a meditation and a worksheet. So shoot me an email if you're interested. I'm working on a yoga sequence also to identify the self-sabotaging behaviors and work through these different chakras. If you find value in this episode, please share, give us a review and let us know what you want to hear more of. 